So yesterday I was doing talk back on the Immigration Minister's proposed changes to visas. These are the employment-led temporary work visa system for skilled migrants. This is where employers go, gee, I can't find anywhere, anyone in New Zealand to do this. I'm going to go overseas and find someone and give them a, a two-year temporary visa, which, you know, depending on things, I can roll over. All right. So I think the minister is afraid that a lot of people, a lot of migrant workers are being sourced by employers and then taken advantage of. And in an attempt to stop the exploitation of those migrant workers uh, by paying them low wages, the minister has thought about setting what is basically a minimum wage for the migrants. It's actually in line with New Zealand's median wage, which is around $49,000. And for more highly skilled migrants, a pay rate of 150% of the median wage. And it doesn't take a mathematician to figure out that that's about $76,000. And you can see how it's well-meaning. But you can also see how it raises quite a number of consequences. And I've had an awful lot of correspondence on email after the talkback show. Employers, of course, are worried about it uh, because it prices the necessary labour out of their reach. It means that, you know, you run a Thai restaurant and you want to hire a Thai person in Thailand to come and cook at your Thai restaurant. Minimum you're going to pay that guy is 25 or girl is $25,000, uh, $25 an hour or 49 grand. And they ain't paying that at the moment. And then there's, of course, the aged care sector as well. And I got some emails saying if all this comes to pass, there is the fear of price rises. It's all going to be passed on to the consumer. You know that, don't you, Dickens? How about a $30 takeaway curry, anyone? Yeah. Uh, a number of other people have said, where is the corresponding pay rise for Kiwis to match the migrants? If the minister wants all the migrants to be on a minimum wage of 49000 how about let's make the minimum wage for all Kiwis 49000 Oh, dear. And I was particularly fascinated by one email that actually came through this morning, which claimed that workplaces like minimum wage temporary visa migrants because not only are they paying them not very much per hour, the minimum wage, obviously, they also don't have to pay them KiwiSaver contributions whereas most New Zealanders have KiwiSaver contributions. And in doing so, this saves the employer thousands and thousands of dollars. And the email I got was actually from a fellow who works in a supermarket and said, our supermarket loves these guys. Don't have to pay the KiwiSaver. Makes them even cheaper than a New Zealander. Makes them more competitive than hiring a New Zealander. So you can see what the immigration minister is trying to do. Level the playing field, I guess. But then again... Uh, we have created a rod for our back due to a long-standing addiction to cheap immigrant labour that we find all sorts of excuses for. And my fear is that in taking steps to reduce it, like this minister has, it's actually going to cause withdrawal pains uh, to our economy, which will rival any breaking of any addiction, any withdrawal pain that you might get from drugs. It's 11 after 12, 12. Now, also, can I say, with everything that is about at the moment, I thought it very interesting to hear um, last night and today that there is a proposed law being drawn out of the ballot to protect victims of insane offenders. Uh, the bill comes from Nationals' Louise Upston. It aims to ensure that victims of legally insane offenders are treated the same as other victims of crime. So if it, if it was passed, and Andrew Little has said that he'd like to change the wording here, if 
passed, it would rename the verdict of not guilty on account of insanity to something that actually acknowledges that the offender did commit a criminal act. Now, of course, victims and victims' families have been whooping with joy that this change is coming, and I support it too. But here's the thing. I'm not sure that people in the mental health industry will be as welcoming because sometimes they admit that mental health, poor mental health can be an excuse, and other times they don't. Uh, and if this comes through, the argument will be that poor mental health cannot be used as an excuse for extreme behavior. It's very interesting. So I look forward to hearing the debate, and I think you're going to hear an awful lot more about it as time goes by.